All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Kyle's with me here again. He actually accepted my invite again. I'm surprised. Well, my assistant did. I'm not sure that I did. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted so to be you're here honest. Just, you're just kind of like a robot, like, oh, go here, do this, and you, you're yeah. here now? Yep. Okay. Well, Whatever, wherever she says to go, that's where I go. I have some good news. You want to hear it? Yeah. You forgot breakfast. I did forget you breakfast. breakfast. Guess yeah. what? You, and all that, all that stuff you were saying to me last episode about eating well, that's, right. Well, this episode's about to be horrible because my brain won't work because <laughs> I, I skipped breakfast. So my prayer meant nothing to you before this? Oh, well, you did pray for me. Mm. Oh, man. You put me in a real pickle. <laughs> okay, let's, let's frame it up this way. Uh, your prayer does work and will give me what I need. And if wow. this episode is good, oh. then because of your prayer. Because wow. I'll found it on... I didn't have breakfast, which is absolutely essential to for your day. Okay. Uh, I could barely follow that. That sounds fantastic. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great start. Um, Good. I have some ideas Okay, um, that I'm really excited about. Go for it. Okay. So there's with the people listening, I, I'm thinking of some ways to get people connected. Okay. And uh, if you are listening, I just want you to know that I am thinking of some ways to do that. You don't have to. You can never do that. That's perfectly fine. But I'm thinking... Like maybe there's a way for people to get connected here. Maybe there's a way for you guys to experience this type of question and answer thing like with questions you have. Um, Maybe not with Kyle, but somebody that you can find or that we can help you find. And so I'm working on that. My team is working on that. Um, And if that interests you, I don't know, just stick around for a future episodes because we're going to figure it out. Um, And then in the meantime, keep listening and maybe email me if you want to, nick.snyder at crossroads.net so that I know you're interested. Perfect. You like that? Love it. Great. Um, that's, I mean, okay. Can we talk about some things? Because I have questions. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm actually nervous to talk about this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because I'm, a, I'm, I know our podcast is called A Better Answer, but I'm afraid that there isn't one. Okay. Yeah. So what I want to talk about, by the way, this is going to be two part episode. This is part one and then we're going to have part two. So we'll talk about some stuff part one, you know, part two is going to go a little more in depth. So Kyle, um, yeah, sometimes in my walk with faith, my experience doesn't line up with what God says it should be. Okay. And I, like, I, what do I do with that? You like, have to give me an example. Okay. So anxiety, I'm supposed to, as a Christian experience peace, right? Or like trust God no matter what, right? I should be able to do that and experience peace through that. I still experience anxiety. Am I broken? Uh, no. Okay. No, you're not, you're, <laughs> not, you're not broken. You're not broken. I think there's a couple things we have to pull apart. So yep. this is probably good. It's going to be a two-parter. Yeah. So I'm not sure we're going to get to all of it and just, okay. the, just the first part. Okay. Um, when you say there's a gap between your experience mm-hmm. and what God says, there are two critical pieces. Your experience, okay. What is that actually? Yeah. Uh, and why? And, yeah. and what are you doing in the midst of that? And then what God says. What does He actually say? And I find that a lot of times there's a the, the gap is actually somewhere in there. So sometimes it's 
oh, what I thought God said or what I've been taught that God said isn't mm-hmm. actually hmm. what he said. And and maybe the okay. words are the words that I was taught. Yeah. But the meaning I pulled out of them or the meaning that was presented to me when I was 12 years old or whenever and it stuck with me. Yeah. That's not actually what he's saying. I find right. that a lot. And then I also find sometimes there's there's a gap in um my my living out of what God really does say. Uh, I think there's this misnomer that when you become a Christian, everything is just like made perfect instantaneously here for yeah. you. You just go like, yeah. oh man, full of peace and joy mm-hmm. and right. I'm right. happy all the time. And right. when I fart, rainbows come out and it's <laughs> awesome. It's so great. You know, right. like that's what, right. that's what you think. Well, that's not actually true. And right. I'll, I'll, I'll paint a picture for you. Yeah. Um, if this is if this is helpful, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. The way that I understand the story, uh, you kind of before God and after God, yeah, kind of story, yeah. right? Yeah, is in a few parts of you. Yeah. So you've got. I, I'll talk in terms of two of them. Think about soul and spirit, which are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's different interpretations. What does God mean by these two things? He distinctly calls them out: soul and spirit. Yeah. And in my understanding, there's a distinctness to them that's helpful in understanding exactly what you're talking about. Gap between what he might say and what I experience, okay? Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll give it to you in, in terms of, let, let's not think anxiety, let's think external behavior, okay? Okay, yeah. So when, when you are uh, a new believer, in Jesus. You cross that line and you go like, you know what? I think this guy is who he says he is. And mm-hmm. I'm going to choose mm-hmm. to live my life as if that's true. Okay. That's that's called faith. Yeah. When you do that, the Bible says that you are made into a new creation. Yeah. The Bible also says there's no accusation. The Bible says right. that you right. are free from sin. Yeah. Okay. There's all these huge promises, right? Of like, right. oh my gosh, I've been made perfect. Um, it says you've been washed as white and pure as right. snow, mm-hmm. your sins have been separated as far as the east is from the west. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me pose you a question. <clears throat> My sins have been separated as far as the east is from the west. Why did I still act like a total a hole and yell at my kids yesterday? Yeah. Sin. Yeah. Nick. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you, why did oh, you do that? Why did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep or something. Well, is the Bible not real? Did God? Am I really not separated right. from my sin? Like what? I because you still you still struggle with that stuff. I don't know. You're human. Okay, right? Okay, so here's here's the moment and and what you just said. Okay. I am human. Yes. I am human. Yeah. I am temporal. Uh-huh. I am finite. Uh-huh. I am broken. Mhm. At the same exact time, I am whole. I am complete. I am purified. I am saved. I am free from all of those things. And you go, okay. how in the world can you be those two different things at the same yeah, time? I don't know how to reconcile okay. that. Also, I know you have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Uh, when you say like I'm broken and also whole, it's like on one hand you're saying I'm not enough. That's kind of what I'm hear- hearing or feeling. And then on the other hand, it's like you are enough and you're made who you're supposed to be. It's That's hard. Yeah. Well, it's it can be really confusing. Yeah. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example here in just a second. Well, we'll stick with my story right now. Yeah. Because um, really, I yelled at my kids yesterday. Yeah. My wife was like, you know, you're patient with people who aren't our family mm. way better than you are us. And I was like, oh, Ooh. no. Dang, that's a dagger. That <laughs> hurts, you know? Yeah. 
And but yeah. and she's right, and she's totally right. Yeah. And so I look at that, and my my answer of how does my experience of being fallen and broken and sinning not contradict God saying I'm my sin has been separated from me from mm-hmm. the east and from the mm-hmm. west yeah. is an explanation of soul and spirit. Okay. Yeah. So let me give you the quick and simple little version here. This is helpful. Great. When you're saved, once and for all, the identity of Jesus transfers to you. That means when God looks at you, your mm-hmm. truest you, which is your spirit, yeah. what he sees is his son, Jesus. And he goes, man, you are perfect. You've been made perfect. That's okay. That's Right now, when God looks at you, he goes, yeah. yes. So when I believe in Jesus, God sees the perfect image of who I was truly fully created to be. Yep. Okay. And that's true. Yeah. It's true right now. Uh-huh. At the same exact time, when you're alive, yeah. there is a battle for your soul, which okay. is the seat of your mind, mm-hmm. your will, mm-hmm. and your emotions. Okay. That's that's the battleground. Okay. Okay. And and the, this this war plays out for your whole life of will what will win? Mm-hmm. Your your physical temporal self here on earth or your eternal who God says you are. Right. What'll play out here? Yeah. How much of it really it's about how much of his goodness will you experience here and now? Okay. Why 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 does that matter? Why should I even like, why can you prove that? Like, I don't, you're telling me there's a war going on around me. Yeah. How am I supposed to know that? And also like, well, just start with that actually. Yeah. So, uh, you can look these up. If, if, if I quote yeah. any Bible verse non-specifically, just Google the words I say and you'll find them instantaneously. Okay. Um, the Bible says that you are both saved mm-hmm. and you are being saved. Yeah. How does that make any sense? Again, it's this it's this picture, picture spirit saved. You who you are is eternally secure. You you have been saved. Yeah. And there's an ongoing process of salvation that everybody goes through, meaning you come to experience and live out the fullness of that salvation. And so for me, as I look at my situation, right? Yeah. I go, I I don't think God looks at me today and goes, Kyle, you you were really impatient with your family last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. I know I said that thing about your son being separated, and I know I said that whole business about you being made pure just like snow. Yeah. Um, but man, I just gotta be honest, not it's it's not it doesn't apply anymore to you. Uh-huh. That's not happening. Right. Who I am is secure in him. It's once and for all sealed. It is true. And yet at the same time, I am working out that salvation, like the scripture says, with fear and trembling, meaning I'm coming to yeah to em- embrace it. Okay. More and more. What but why does that matter if if I already believe in Jesus, there's not really there's nothing to win. You know? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like if I believe in Jesus and I and I'm saved or will be saved and I'm going to be with him, why is I why am I still being fought over? Why is my soul still being fought over? Oh, because you can do damage to yourself and others right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can do huge damage. <laughs> yep. Um okay. That's uh, without betraying any confidences anywhere. Yeah. Uh, have, that's been my last for how many hours? Seventy-two hours. Okay. Dealing yep. with dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Um, really close people uh, to me who went outside the bounds and severely injured themselves and others, mm-hmm. and in a really real way, yeah. have have done damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. I, I've told these folks 
um, two things, which I think is applicable here, uh, about grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And if you go to First John, it says that Jesus came full of both grace and truth. Yeah. Okay. The grace I shared with them was, hey, uh, you've really severely injured yourself and others. You've really, you've really messed up in a, in a huge way. Um, that's true. Mm-hmm. And grace is, do you know that God still loves you? Not any less than he did. Not any yeah. more. He loves you fully. Do you know that you were once washed pure as snow? And do you know that right now in this moment you still are? That's the gospel. It's mm-hmm. incredible and amazing and mind-blowingly yeah. awesome. And yeah. the truth is you, you've messed up and you have harmed yourself and others. And there's a there's a there's steps to take towards wholeness. Hmm. Okay, so we should care about what's happening in us now because it will impact us in our lifetime and the people around us and people we love. Yeah, that's that's the reason, right? I mean, yeah. if you were just like, hey, yeah, why even try? I mean, I'm good eternally. Like, well, because I'm going to hurt my family if I don't. Right. Go, yes, Lord, forgive me for my impatience with my with my children. Help help if, if I don't do that, I'm gonna have kids who are like, Yeah, my dad sucked. Okay. <laughs> and it's gonna hurt them and their family ongoing, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the reason okay. why. Okay, so then how how do I I love that. How do I how do I tackle that with things I'm not experiencing that God says I can experience? So like with anxiety, for example. Yeah. I I mean that's just one example. Um maybe we can think of some more. Can you help me think some more? Maybe? Yeah. So that's a, I think that's a great one. Yeah. Anxiety is perfect, right? Yeah. Because God makes promises and God gives instructions. He says things like in First Timothy, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. Mm. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, right. And that fear word, that that is anxiety. It's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. That sense of like, oh my gosh, yeah. uh, that's, that's, I didn't give you a spirit of anxiety. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think what not to do is to, is to read that, feel anxiety and go, well, yep. The Bible must not be true because I cannot argue my feeling and I know 100% truth. I am anxious. Therefore, the Bible is not true. Yeah. I go, no, no, there's yeah, a yeah. gap between mm-hmm. who you are and the freedom you have in Jesus and what you're experiencing right now. And that is the, the course of someone's life is to be refined again yeah. and again and again. I mean, this is, this is, the, this is the why behind friendships, including marriage, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. is to refine you. I mean, you mm-hmm. think about like Proverbs says that iron sharpens iron. And yeah. that's a way of describing a close friendship and relationship. Well, think about how that, that works. That's, that means you're, you're, you're butting up against each other. You're, yeah. you're, there's friction. There's pain sometimes. But the point is you're refining each other. Mm-hmm. So if I look at my life, something like anxiety, and I go, great, it's okay. There's a promise of God you can trust in and believe in that decreasing amounts of anxiety and increasing amounts of peace are entirely possible for you because of him. Because you experience it now does not negate the truth of his promise. Mm -hmm. Let it be an encouragement to you to continue to take steps towards him and to search out your life and go, where are there inconsistencies between my thought patterns uh, my the rhythm of my day, the all those the yeah. commitments yeah. I've made. Were there inconsistencies between those things, and the way <clears throat> God has promised that I can? Yeah. Where, where am I not doing what He said? Hmm. Okay. Um, I have a follow up question. First, yeah. I want to share with people listening some of my own 
vulner- vulnerability here, story. Um, I remember reading that verse in the Bible where it says, don't be anxious. Yeah. And instead, like, kind of gives instructions. And I remember getting to that, and I was like, okay, w- whatever. You know, like, that's, first of all, impossible. I experience anxiety all the time. And then somebody framed it to me. It's like, well, this is, like, this is what God wants for you. And, and I was just like, okay, well, I don't experience that. So... <laughs> And actually started with asking God, of like, God, I don't believe this. Can you help me? Um, and I do remember that week, the following week, I experienced more peace. Um, second, I want to share how, like, I've gone to counseling for anxiety in the past year. So, like, those two things exist. And, like, I'm learning how to trust God um, with things I'm worrying about. And also, I, I have gotten real help to help mitigate and tackle and like listen to my anxiety so that I can move forward. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of, I'm curious, like how, how do I, how do I trust? Like if the Bible has thoughts on this, but then there, there are some like resources or the, the way, the way the church has sometimes handled it is not very helpful. Um, how how can I move forward in that? I know that's a hard question. Of like, yeah, does that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, well, let, let let let's say, let's say what 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 is not true first, right? Yeah. Um, which is, if you've ever been part of a church or heard like, man, you should just not be anxious. And if you're anxious, boy, what a horrible sinning person you are. Yeah. It's all on you. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. Don't go to therapy. Therapy's bogus. You know, whatever. I'd be like, no, that's not right. true. Yeah. That's not true at all. I mean, yeah. let, let, let's look at therapy, for instance. A lot of therapy, um, especially in this sort of things, you'll deal with intrusive thoughts. What, what's the intrusive thought that comes in that you don't want to be there, but it's but it's there whether you want it to be or not, okay? Yeah. So you have to learn how to deal with that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, therapy can be a wonderful way to help you do something the, the Bible asks you to work on. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world. Mm. Pattern of the world, by the way, is anxiety. Yeah. That's, I mean, just look at the, I mean, that's not even like yeah. a question. Just look yeah. at data. <laughs> yeah. The normal pattern is anxiety. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what's the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So mm-hmm. there's this idea of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. I would say learning to deal with an intrusive thought, yeah. getting real skills that therapy can give you, a hundred percent. Yeah. can be part of you following this, which for me, you may say like, well, okay, so you have to go to a Christian counselor. I'm like, well, no, it, my, my personal belief, Kyle's belief, right, is there are truths of God that are everywhere. And if it's true, it's because it's a truth of God. And so if there's something in therapy that's working, it's founded on a truth, the mm-hmm. truth of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that that's generally, you know, in a real blanket statement kind of a right. way pretty good and there's nuances in there that you know right but because yeah which that kind of asks the question of like can there be things that i don't like that uh are of god which maybe we'll save that for a different time yeah can i I talk about the do not be anxious yes first please Um, and i'd love to hear your your thoughts on that i just want to make one observation first okay that's philippians 4 6 to 7 if anybody wants to look it up on their own philippians 4 6 to 7 it says, do not be anxious about anything. Yeah. But then there's a comma. <laughs> yep. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 
And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I just want to point out Mm-hmm. If there's this, there can again because it's like, what does God actually say? There's this gap between my experience and what God says. Well, let's look at what God. What does He actually say? Yeah, it's not. Don't be anxious about <clears throat> anything, comma loser. Yeah, period. Yeah. It's like, right. Don't be anxious, but and then it gives really, really practical instructions. Yeah. yeah, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Period. Okay, he he gave me something different to do, to work on, to gain mm-hmm. skill around. And again, mm-hmm. this is where we've talked yeah. about some previous episodes. So much of faith, there's this misnomer that's about believe the right thing. Yeah. Great. Sure. Believe the right thing. That's, that, that's important. But he's the way, the truth, and the life. If right. you just try the truth and think that's going to get you to the life, it's not. Yeah. You have to practice the way. Right. You have to look at it and go, am I in every situation pausing, praying, Asking God with thanksgiving, remember doing gratitude mm-hmm. and presenting my request to God in every situation, because that's what it says, in every situation. Yeah. And and you go, Okay, I'm probably I'm probably not. Well, how how would I? Well, get really practical. Yeah. And build yeah. something in. And over time, right. the promise of the Bible is the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Yeah. You will right. grow. Um, it might not happen overnight, yeah. <laughs> but you will grow. And I'd say in my life, that's entirely what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to have anxiety. We've talked about that. Yeah. I used to get turned bright red answering a question in high school class yeah. if I got called on by the teacher. And now right. I stand on stages in front of thousands and thousands of people, and I feel no anxiety up there. Wow. How is that possible? <laughs> it's because of this. That's over crazy. Over years and years and years, yeah. I practiced in every situation with prayer and petition with thanksgiving, presenting my request to God. God, you're good. Thank you for being so good to me. Thank you Mm -hmm. that you love me. And in that thanksgiving, the thing I'd focus on is the truth about who I am. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that whether I screw this up or not, you're still going to love me. Thank you that if if, if I make the worst decision possible today and I injure everybody around me, you're still going to love me. That's crazy. Help me in this moment to experience your peace. Help me in this moment to just please you. Amen. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you do that again and again and again and again and again over yeah. years and you you make some progress. Yeah. I think something that people um, experience from the church is that or th- that they take in to believe based on experience at church, um, which I think is totally fair, is you hear ignore your anxiety. I think oh, that's what yeah. People get. That's bad. But um, and like I used to try that. I used to try to do that. And it just actually, it got worse over time. My stomach got worse and worse over a period of four years and to the point where I'd wake up three nights a week wanting to throw up, couldn't throw up. Uh It was terrible. It was terrible until Sarah pulled me aside once and was like, do you remember a time when you didn't live like this? I was like, yeah, you know what I do? (laughs) Why do I live like this? And that's what finally pushed me to go to counseling. Mm. Um, But what these verses you just said have actually taught me is that I'm I'm not supposed to ignore it. It actually helps me. Uh, know that I have worries, but yeah. I also have someone who I can trust my worries with. Yeah. Now I named them. I named them. They have a name. I'm worried about this, this, and that. Usually also the list is usually shorter than what I feel. Usually mm. I feel like I have a thousand worries and then I start naming them. There's like three specific ones. Yeah. And it's helped me trust God with those worries that I now know about. Yeah. And then I can see them get handled well. Does that make sense? It totally does. Can I can I give everybody uh, a really practical exercise to try? That's exactly I would love, what you just described. I would love that. Okay. 
Um, let me let me start with this because this is going to be what's known as imaginative prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and while I do that, I want you to look up. You look up First Peter five seven. First Peter five seven. Yeah, I think that's right. Got it. We'll know when I ask you to read it. <laughs> and if it's wrong, I'll be like, "That's wrong." Okay. <laughs> Great. First um, Peter five seven. Now? Okay. No, 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 not oh, yet. No, no, okay. that was that was okay. me just repeating because I needed to hear it. Yeah, not not now. I'll get, I'll, I'll say now. Okay, great. I'll be <laughs> That's ready. That's how you're gonna know. <laughs> Got it. Um, okay. Imaginative prayer. Um, first, we have to deal with what's your imagination. Uh, it's not a it's not a childish tool. It's a tool in which you can access reality from where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll prove it to you. We tend to think imagination is like you you. Think of things that aren't real. Okay, well, Nick, uh, imagine your wife. Did got it? it? Yeah, got Could it. I, is she fake? No. No. Did you just access a reality from your seat? Y- yes. Okay, cool. Superpower. <laughs> this is your imagination, and it's actually a really powerful tool in overcoming anxiety and yeah. in, in thinking about okay. God. Um, prayer, prayer is like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Someday we got to talk all about prayer. It's, it's, it's typically taught as like one dimensional, you know, think like Times New Roman 11 point font printed mm-hmm. out on white paper. Yeah. That's like what yeah. prayer is. It's supposed to be like a, like an IMAX movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be huge and immersive and Connecting. capture all of you, uh, yeah. your whole imagination, mm-hmm. your whole, the party that can visualize stuff. That's, yeah. that's where you're going to experience yeah. breakthrough. Anyway. Okay. Here's, here's, here's a step into it. And this is not imagining something fake. It's imagining something real. Uh, the real part is First Peter 5, 7. So you read that. Okay. This is my cue. Yep. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. There you go. So you have an instruction. Yeah. Okay. Remember, he has this promise of peace. Yeah. Don't be anxious, but by everything, prayer, supplication, you mm-hmm. know, labor requests be made known to God. Then peace will guard you. There's a promise of peace. You can have this. You can live free from anxiety. It didn't give you a spirit of fear. That's First Timothy. Okay. There's a There's a... There's an instruction in here. Cast all your burdens on him because he cares for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how you can do that. And and I, I've i done this again and again and again in my life. And it's it's like a, a thing I return to. Almost like if you want to get physically healthy, like you come back to the same exercises. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to do squats again or whatever. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. Except for anxiety. Um, you picture. Set aside time. I would put on music just to make it a more immersive environment. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. somewhere by yourself. Yeah. Put on put on some music, headphones, uh, doesn't matter, whatever. Something instrumental, just so there's not words distracting you, is always helpful for me. Uh, something soothing. Um, there's lots in the Bible about music coming from God. It's not an accident. So yeah. I think yeah. it's a, another right. way to connect with him. And, and then you just start to imagine, okay? So if you're listening, close your eyes. And Nick, you close your eyes. Right now? You want yep. me to close my eyes? Close your eyes. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Nick's closing his eyes. He's doing what, he's doing what he said. Um, so close your eyes, and I want you to imagine the place that you love the most, the place that just feels peaceful to you, which maybe it's a beach, or maybe it's uh, a top of a mountain, or maybe it's your grandma's house. I don't know where it is, but just imagine that place, and imagine you're in it. And I want you to imagine you're standing and as you're, you're walking the final few steps to sit down, maybe it's on that overlook or maybe it's on the shoreline and you're carrying a backpack and it's not light. It's, it's pretty heavy. 
and you've been carrying it for so long that it almost blends into your back. Like you can't, you can't even recognize the pain, you know, it's just, it's just there, but you recognize it. Suddenly you feel it again. You feel the straps pressing into your shoulders. You feel the burden on your back. You feel the pain in your lower back. And I want you to go ahead and sit down. And as you sit down, I want you to, to take that backpack off. Now I want you to imagine that Jesus walks into the scene and you can picture him however you want to. He's, he's your brother. Um, he's your friend. He's the one who says he'll always be there for you. So however you imagine him looking, that's fine. He walks up and he sits down and he notices your backpack and he says, Hey, what's, what's in there? Will you show me? And I want you to open the top of the backpack and just imagine reaching in and I want you to pull out a rock. It turns out your whole backpack has been filled with big, heavy rocks and on each rock is a word. And as you pull out the top rock, I want you to look at that word and it's something that's weighing you down. It's the burden you're carrying. It's the thing causing you anxiety. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's family, friends, rent. I don't know what it is. You, you do. And Jesus sees you pull that rock out and he says, hey, that looks really heavy. And you say, yeah, it's, it is. And he says, will you hand it to me? And I want you to just give it to him. And he says, can this be mine now? And I want you to say, yes, you can have it. And what Jesus does with your rock is he takes it and he puts it in his backpack on his back. And then he says, reach into your bag again and pull out another rock. What's the word on that one? And again, he says, can I have it? And I want you to hand it to him. And I want you to stay in this moment and do that for as many rocks are in your bag. Imagine him taking them from you because he says, cast all your burdens on me because I care for you. And what you're imagining is not pretend. It's not fake. It's real. And then when you're done, I want you to stand up without the backpack. You can leave it on the floor because it's empty. Amen. Amen. There you go. Woo. Wow. Um, I feel a little more sleepy now. <laughs> um, I think that should be the end of part one. That seems like a really yeah. solid. We'll talk more in part two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Hey guys, we love you. Um, like I said at the beginning, if you are at all interested, it's not much you can do about it right now, but feel free to email me, nick.snyder at crosswords.net. That's really it. We will see you in part two. Sweet. See you then. Bye.